0: This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now here's Mary Stirk.
1: Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we're talking about kind of a fun topic. How to learn from the money mistakes that celebrities have made to avoid making those same costly mistakes in our own lives. So Let's dive in because there have been so many money mistakes that we can point to over the years that celebrities have made. It's kind of astonishing. You would think that celebrities would have access to the best tax people, the best money managers, the best financial advisors. And I'm guessing they certainly do, but they may not always listen. or they may not always be getting good advice. But let's go ahead and dive into what some of these money mistakes are that have cost celebrities millions over the years and how we can take that lesson and apply it in our own life so you don't make the the same mistake. All right, the first mistake that a lot of celebrities make, and I have several examples that we can point to with this, is not living within their means. And I think this is something that everyday Americans also sometimes struggle with. So let's take a look at some of the different things that sometimes have created a problem for people living within their means. The first one that I wanna highlight is Ed McMahon. So Ed McMahon had a very colorful history. He was a very prominent celebrity back in the day. And one of the things that happened for him was that in the stock market crash in 2008, He lost a huge amount of value and and really, really struggled to recover from that. And it was the loss in value in the market combined with his spending habits that really put him to the brink of financial ruin. And what he had to say was that his biggest downfall was his big heart. (laughs) So he was known for tipping well at restaurants and giving people money to help launch their ventures and contributing to a lot of things. Now, that alone isn't going to drive you into financial ruin. But certainly overspending, along with giving so much money to other people, can create a problem. And then when the market crashes and you lose a lot of your nest egg, it can be something that you struggle to recover from. So he's one example Another example, however, though, is someone that you probably all know and probably love the mustache is Burt Reynolds. So, Burt Reynolds has had financial struggles going clear back into the 1990s and it primarily started with issues with his many many properties that he owned and not having enough cash flow or paying the bills to maintain those. The second thing that was part of his problem was divorce. So he got divorced from Lonnie Anderson and that ended up costing him a huge portion of his fortune and put him into a very precarious financial position. The the, uh, properties that he had, he actually had foreclosures happen in 2011 on a property in Florida, and he owed over $1.2 million on that that he went backwards on. And then a few years later in 2014, his property in Palm Beach, Florida was rezoned for public use, And then he ended up losing that as well. But in the end, what old Bert had to say was his biggest cause for expense of living outside of his means was actually women. So, in a Vanity Fair interview in 2015, he said, I've lost more money than is possible because I, I just haven't watched it. I've still done well in terms of owning some property and things like that, but I haven't been someone who's smart about his money. There's a couple of actors who are quite brilliant with the way that they've handled money, but they're not very good actors. <laughs> so, kind of funny to think about how people think about their own money. But the bottom line is living outside of his means caused him to have a problem, especially with what he was spending on relationships and then how much he lost in a divorce. Another example of living outside the means is Mr. Mike Tyson. So of course he was the world heavyweight champion and he was worth over 300 million at the height of his career in boxing. So had certainly amassed quite a vast fortune. However, his career ended up kind of coming to a pretty sudden halt in 1997 with the legendary ear-biting incident with Evander Holyfield. And his spending habits that were kind of ridiculous continued beyond the career. So you can start to kind of see the picture of a problem that was arising here. So in 2003, he was forced to file bankruptcy. The IRS demanded $13.4 million from him. British tax authorities at that time were owed $4 million. Seven law firms were each owed more than $600,000, and there was over $300,000 owed to several states as well. Now, why did he get into some of the problems that he did? Well, it might have been some of the spending like this. He spent over $4 million on fast cars. He spent $2 million on a golden bathtub for his first wife. And a lot of you may have heard this one before, but he spent $140,000 on two white Bengal tiger cubs. (laughs) So some would consider that frivolous spending. And that's what caused him to have an issue is beyond the career where he was making so much money, he was still spending as if he was making that. So we get right back down to spend within your means. Okay, the last example I want to give you of spending within your means, because it's just so fascinating to hear how other people have gone awry with the way that they spend, is let's talk about MC Hammer. It's hammer time. <laughs> so obviously he was in the entertainment industry. He was a rapper. He amassed quite a fortune at one point in time. And in his fame hit in 1991. And he and his hammer pants were making close to $33 million a year. Again, though, kind of similar to Mike Tyson, that kind of income didn't last very long but the spending associated with it continued. So he built a $30 million mansion from the ground up. He bought 19 purebred, thoroughbred horses and housed them. And he had a staff of 200 people at the time. And then to top it all off, he started getting sued from a lot of people who claimed he ripped people off from their music and put it into his. So in 1996, M.C. Hammer was forced to file bankruptcy and sell his home. Now, since then, he's had some ventures that have worked out well for him, but not to the extent that he had back in the early 90s. And his lesson for sudden spending of money for people is just simply this, be smart. So how do we bring this back to today? Again, the lesson here is just live within your means. Now, obviously, that means More has to come in than goes out. It sounds simple, but yet millions of Americans have a problem with living within their means. So how can you really drive this home yourself? You have to take a hard look at the reality and the truth of your situation. Where are you spending outside of your means? Are you racking up credit card debt? Are you buying things that you just don't have the ability to handle right now? Are you buying things that create a monthly bill that you don't have in your budget right now? Those are the kind of things that you really want to think about when it comes to living within your means. Okay, the second thing that I want to talk about that is a great lesson that we want to take from celebrities is this. Don't mess with the tax man. Like, that's just a really bad idea. Do not mess with the IRS because at the end of the day, we all know who's going to win. It's not you. It's the IRS. (laughs) They're going to come guns a blazing and collect what is owed. So let's talk about a couple of celebrities that have had some IRS issues. The first one that I want to talk about is Wesley Snipes. So he was a very successful actor back in the 90s and 2000s, and he was quite a action movie star. He had lots of different action films to his credit. So he was a household name at that point in time and had made a tremendous amount of money. Ultimately, though, he did not pay his taxes, and he actually ended up going to prison as a result of that. So not just was it a financial mistake, it was a pretty darn big life mistake. He just didn't even file tax returns for 1999, 2000, and 2001. Like, just decided not to file. I don't know why somebody would do that, especially if you're making the kind of money he was making. But yet he didn't file. All told, he owed the government $7 million dollars. And he was sentenced to three years in federal prison as a result of it. So that obviously is something that you do not want to replicate in your life. So hear me say, I highly suggest to everybody, you file your taxes if taxes are due. (laughs) It's kind of an easy one to think about.
0: Congratulations to Mary Stirk for being named three years in a row to the 2020 Forbes list for best-in-state wealth advisors and top women wealth advisors.
1: Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today we're talking about how you can use celebrity money mistakes and the lessons from them to avoid having the same issues in your own life. So we've talked a little bit about how some celebrities have had crazy amounts of overspending, and now we're talking about how some celebrities have really gotten on the wrong side of the tax man. So let's talk about Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson is kind of a well-known story because of the enormity of what happened with him. At the end of the day, Willie Nelson, who was kind of known for his whole disdain of the government and not wanting to have to deal with the man and things like that, he really had a crisis come to head back in 1990. Ultimately, what he had done was he was claiming a deduction for a tax shelter investment that was found to have be illegal. So without going into all the details of that, ultimately he was deducting a whole lot of money for something that was not a legal deduction. So at the end of the day, he had racked up over $16 million of taxes owed to the IRS. And there's been so much coverage about this, you know, over time and what happened and why it happened and how he got out of debt. But I will say that this one makes me smile a little bit because good old Willie ended up creating a deal with the IRS that I don't think has ever been seen before. So Willie made a deal with the IRS to pay off all the debt that remained after an auction of all of his stuff. And he recorded a a compilation of music that was called The IRS Tapes, Who Will Buy My Memories? He used his own guitar, and in 2013, Forbes reported that the two sides, Willie Nelson and the IRS, reached an unusual compromise. Willie Nelson would release this compilation album called The IRS Tapes, Who Will Buy My Memories? It was something that was released under a strict revenue sharing agreement, and you could buy it by dialing 1-800-IRS-TAPE it retailed for $19.95 and they shared the profits from this compilation. And that's what helped Willie finally pay off the taxes that he owed to the IRS. (laughs) So I don't know that anybody listening here is going to be able to do that kind of deal with the IRS to get themselves out of trouble. So what I would suggest is that maybe you just don't get in trouble with the IRS in the first place. Now, listen, I don't like paying taxes any more than the next person, but I do believe that we should pay the taxes that are due and not a dollar more. So my advice for people who are listening is be smart about your tax planning, file your taxes, and pay the taxes that are due. Do not mess with the IRS. (laughs) Okay, the next thing that I want to talk about is be careful who's doing your finances be careful who you trust when it comes to your financial planning all right most of us know a little bit about what happened with the whole bernie madoff saga you know he was someone who was printing statements that were not accurate He would say this money was here and it was a Ponzi scheme and it wasn't there. He'd take new money in from new investors and then report to old investors that they had all this earnings. It was just a giant fraud and a giant mess. But his long, long long-running Ponzi scheme, in which he pilfered money from many, many people, ended up really hitting a number of well-known celebrities. Celebrities like Kevin Bacon, and his wife, Kira Sedgwick, are at the top of that list. Lost a tremendous amount of money with that. Steven Spielberg, John Malkovich, Jaja Gabor, and I could go on and on and on. The celebrity roster list that Bernie Madoff managed money for was fairly long. So, be careful who manages your money. Have it be someone that you have vetted. Have it be someone you interview. Have it be someone you trust, Another thing that it comes to managing money, when we talk about that, is let's talk about somebody like Britney Spears. Britney Spears was super young when she hit fame and created a large amount of fortune. She had some meltdowns start happening back in 2007, which were very public, and unfortunately since then, Her father has been the custodian of her money, and there's a very long running battle, even with a lot of fans involved with the free Britney movie or movement that is about having someone else manage your money because you're not mentally capable of it. Part of the problem within that celebrity story is that there's conflict between Britney and her father who's managing the money. There's a lack of trust. There's allegations of misuse and things like that. And so, you know, even if it's somebody that you know, it might not be somebody that you fully trust. So putting your money in the hands management wise of people who have your best interest at heart is the lesson to take away here. Now, what does that mean? It means look for a fiduciary. A fiduciary is someone who is legally and ethically bound to have your best interests at heart, not theirs. To make sure that everything that they recommend for you or do for you is in your best interest and not having conflicts of interest of their own best interest. So important thing to take away from this to avoid this kind of celebrity money mistake is, look for someone who is a fiduciary. And if you're not sure, ask that question. Are you a fiduciary? And then you'll understand whether or not you're working with a person who has that qualification. Okay, another person who had issues with their money management was Nicholas Cage. Now, Nicholas Cage in all the research that I've done seems to have run afoul of a number of these money issues. <laughs> not just not trusting who manages his money. He's one of the bigger and more notorious spenders in the Hollywood scene. And between 1996 to 2001, he actually owned 15 estates around the world, two private bohemian islands, two albino cobra snakes, you know, because everybody not just needs one cobra, but we need two cobras. <laughs> oh, and a shark and a crocodile. <laughs> he owned two European castles, a haunted house in New Orleans, a tombstone in New Orleans, and a few dinosaur skulls. One, in fact, which turned out to be stolen that he spent about a quarter million dollars on, lost his entire investment because it turned out to be stolen. So, interesting. Interesting. He, however, met financial ruin in 2009 and he blamed his sudden financial issue on his money managers, his financial managers. But there's a lot of, you know, question about was it the spending that led him there or was it the money management that led him there? Now, the IRS then slapped him with $6 million worth of back taxes which led to Nicolas Cage suing his money manager for fraud and for poor financial handling. So he ended up having to sell many of his belongings before he got back on his feet. But so there's an example of IRS issues. All of a sudden you got $6 million in back taxes, why? Why wouldn't those have just paid when they were needed to? You've got overspending and you've got not really having the best maybe financial managers in the world who have your back, who have your heart. So he kind of ran afoul of a number of those different issues. (laughs) Okay, the last thing that I wanna talk about is diversifying. So one of the things that sometimes happen is that celebrities pour massive amounts of money into a single venture. And if that venture doesn't go well, then it can cause some financial hardship for them. So uh, for those of you who maybe are uh, in the younger generation, you might remember this thing called MySpace. MySpace was a internet-based thing that happened before Facebook, and MySpace is really pretty much defunct. So Justin Timberlake actually bought MySpace, and it fizzled, after facebook took off so he in 2011 spent 35 million dollars buying myspace and he later off offloaded his shares only four short years later in 2015 for a buck a share now, i don't know exactly the amount of loss he took on that but it was fairly large because it was technology that became obsolete and didn't have any kind of future a lot of money invested into one thing. But an even bigger example of not diversifying actually came from Bono, so lead singer of U2. So before there were smartphones, if we think about back then, there was this thing called a Palm Pilot. And you know what, I actually had one and I loved it. I thought it was great. However, Palm Pilots became obsolete with the advent of the smartphone And Bono owned about 30% of Palm Inc. He ended up after that company basically lost value because of the advent of the smartphone. He lost about $140 million. So, to recap the things to keep in mind so that you can avoid celebrity money mistakes spend within your means. Don't forget to file your taxes. Don't try to outsmart the IRS be careful about who does your finances, and diversify. So thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. We hope these strategies to help you avoid money mistakes are things that are valuable for you in your own life today.
0: The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Insurance offered through Stirk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated. Neither Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated nor its representatives provide tax or legal advice. You should consult a qualified attorney or tax professional to answer your specific questions. Stirk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150 Dakota Dunes South and Dakota 57049 can state. be reached at 605 217 3555 30 30, advisors with a minimum of 7 years of experience and weighing factors like revenue trends, assets under management, compliance records, industry experience and best practices. The word is not based on portfolio performance or client reviews. There is no fee in exchange for rankings. Third-party rankings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client Will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client nor are they representative of any one client's evaluation.